0: Welcome to Snazzy Stories. Put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tells of the past. welcome to snazzy stories if you would like to keep the storytelling alive please go to patreon.com slash snazzy stories and donate to my storytelling adventure also subscribe to the snazzy stories podcast on itunes and spotify many other podcast apps or go to snazzystories.com. the national park that is considered to be the most colorful in the entire world is right here in my home state of utah bryce canyon national park the colorful spires called hoodoos look as if they will rise to the sky and they have intrigued millions of people throughout the years. Groups of people throughout the years have explored this area, such as the Spanish group of explorers led by Francisco Dominguez and Silvestre Escalante in 1776. They were looking for a route from Santa Fe, New Mexico, to Monterey, California. Then, in the mid-1800s, a few Mormon scouts passed through the area, but in the late 1800s, Bryce Canyon was well-documented by John Wesley Powell. He explored, documented, and surveyed this region in 1875. But it wasn't until an LDS pioneer named Ebenezer Bryce was called to the Perea Valley to scout the area for people to settle in what we now know as Bryce Canyon National Park. Ebenezer was born in Scotland in 1830, and he became a carpenter. He converted to the LDS church in 1848 and immigrated to the western United States within that same year. He arrived in Salt Lake City, Utah, and in 1854, he married Mary Ann Parks. Ebenezer was sent to scout the land of Perea in southern Utah. He and his family ended up moving to the area, and as most Mormons, when they settled a location, they first began with farming the land that they moved to. Ebenezer needed the Bryce Canyon area to be suitable for farming, for himself, but also for others to inhabit the area. Therefore, he paved a timber road to the rim and built a seven-mile irrigation canal from Perea Creek in order to make the area successful for farming. Being a rancher in the maze that is Bryce Canyon, he is famous for saying that this was a, quote, hell of a place to lose a cow, unquote. Because Ebenezer was the one who settled this place and the canyon was his backyard, the canyon behind his home became known as Bryce's Canyon. After the Bryce family moved to Arizona and others vacated the area, the name still stuck. However, due to the canyon's spectacular scenic nature, people continued to be interested in seeing it. The expansion of the railroad into the Western Territories brought a new way of life. People were not only using the railway for transporting goods between the east and the west, or moving people west, but now people could travel from sea to shining sea for the mere pleasure to see the Grand Lands of the West. The Union Pacific Railroad expanded to make Bryce Canyon more accessible in the early 1900s. In 1916, a man named Reuben Serret arrived in the Bryce Canyon region as a rancher. Locals knew him as Ruby. Reuben and his wife, Minnie, began a lodging and tour business near the rim of the canyon to benefit visitors who had traveled by train to view the scenery. Later, they built a bigger lodge near Rubens Ranch and today it still stands and functions as Ruby's Inn. Eventually, because of so much tourism in the area, President Harding established Bryce Canyon National Monument in 1923 and it gained national park status in 1928. Its present-day size is 35,835 acres. In 1934, during the Great Depression, President Franklin Roosevelt established the Civilian Conservation Corps to help give young men jobs during the Depression. One of the jobs of the CCC was for them to go to Bryce Canyon to complete the 18 miles of scenic Rim Road throughout the park, and it is still used by 2 million visitors every year. People who visit Bryce Canyon are in awe by the hoodoos or the towering spires of multiple colors. There are two possibilities of how these hoodoos were formed. One is geologic, and the other finds its tale in the history of the people who used to live in the Bryce Canyon area. I will give you the two options, and you can decide which to believe. Here is option one. According to BryceCanyonCountry.com, The primary force behind Bryce Canyon's formations is ice erosion, in a natural phenomenon known as frost wedging, which occurs when rain or melting snow seeps into the limestone's crevices and freezes. The expanding ice widens the vertical joint planes found in the pink member of the Claron Formation. Freeze-thaw cycles occur hundreds of times each year in Bryce Canyon, constantly changing the shape of the formations. Chemical weathering is another force that shapes the hoodoos. It occurs when water, such as rain or melting snow, naturally mixes with carbon dioxide to form carbonic acid, which shapes and smooths the formations. Wind has played a smaller part in Bryce Canyon's erosional formation in comparison to the dramatic effects of water and ice. Additionally, a mixture of mudstone and silt inside the limestone affects its horizontal erosion. These horizontal layers are more resistant to the effects of carbonic acid and dissolve at a slower rate, eroding in phases of fins, then windows, until hoodoos are all that are left standing. The phenomenal forces of erosion that have shaped Bryce Canyon's magnificent hoodoos will also destroy them someday. The hoodoos erode about 2 to 4 feet every century." Now here is the second possibility of the wondrous hoodoos. Bryce Canyon has an interesting history behind it. But before it became a world-renowned national park, it has its roots in Native American culture. 10,000 to 15,000 years ago, Paleo-Indians hunted in what we now know as Bryce Canyon. Throughout the years, artifacts have been discovered just south of this national park, which belonged to the Anasazi or Pueblo people from around 700 A.D. There are also traces of the Fremont people who most likely hunted in this area and searched for firewood. Much later, around 1200 A.D., the Paiute people inhabited the area for hundreds of years. The Paiute people gave the name of red painted faces to the place we call Bryce Canyon because of their legend as to how Bryce Canyon was created. Native American culture tells legends to explain the world around them, and this legend is how Bryce Canyon came to be, according to the Paiute tribe. Millions of years ago, the legend people lived in the area of Bryce Canyon, and the land was very different from what it is today. According to the legend, it used to be lush and green with streams and rivers with fresh running water. Animals were abundant, and the hoodoos were not there. But people did inhabit the land, and they are known as the legend people. They took the form of giant animals, reptiles, and birds, and refused to share their land of plenty with others. They would take all the water and food for themselves, leaving nothing for the other animals in the land. The other animals and birds began to complain about the legend people and how their selfishness could lead to their end. While the spirit whom they called Coyote was walking about, he heard their frustrations. Coyote became upset and planned to punish the legend people. Coyote did have a reputation for being a trickster, and he developed a plan to trick the selfish legend people. Coyote planned a grand feast and invited the legend people, promising them the best food and drink they would ever have. The legend people quickly accepted the invitation to such a dinner. They wore their best attire and painted their faces red, a custom on such occasions. As promised when they came to dinner, they found the best spread of food they had ever seen laid out in front of them, ready to be devoured. As the legend people put the first bite of food to their lips to begin their feast... Coyote cast a spell on the legend people. One by one, the legend people began turning to stone. As each one saw what was happening, they began to run to try to escape their fate. Each tried to climb over the ridge of the valley, pushing, pulling, and scrambling over each other. But eventually, the spell affected them all, and each one stuck in place as columns of stone, their red faces etched into the rocks, where they still stand as a reminder that greed will never get a person farther ahead. In fact, it will keep you right where you stand. Whether you believe the first possibility or second possibility of how the magnificent hoodoos of Bryce Canyon were created, there is something inspiring and majestic as you stand below the spires looking up to the sky and ponder the grandness of the earth. But personally, I like the second possibility of the hoodoos' creation. The story of the legend people. It gives some magic to the awe-inspiring colorful spires and brings to mind a lesson that human beings should well remember. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story.